0: Welcome to the Dream Book Podcast, where we gon' talk about vision and your dreams. It's your girl, Drea the artist, and this is episode two. Thanks for listening, Hey. I said thanks for listening. Yeah, we about to talk about the vision. Oh, oh, the Dream Book Podcast. Let's go, here we go, wait Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Drea the Artist. And it's Sunday, what does Sunday mean while I'm here in these Dreambook streets? It means that I'm having a conversation with somebody that I perceive to be super duper visionary. So, today's conversation is with a beautiful soul by the name of Shay Davis. She's a singer, a writer, and a set producer, and just an all around dope individual. So, I hope you're ready to dive deep into these visions because we're about to go. Real noise, and make sure that you stay tuned for our freestyle session at the end because it go hard, okay? Bye. Wow, this is actually happening! It is
1: happening. If you're like
0: sitting here in the flesh <laughs> on the Dream Book podcast. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Um, everybody, I have this lovely, beautiful, amazing soul sitting here next to me. Um, and I'm so grateful that she's here to share this space with us. And so Miss Shea Davis, <laughs> please introduce yourself to my lovely podcast listeners for those who don't know you.
1: Yes. Hi, I'm Shay Davis. I am a singer and a writer and a set designer here in Austin and in Houston. So kind of bounce around a bit. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. All right, bet that's cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and drop it on you. What does vision mean to you? And can you also give us how that comes out in your set design, in your singing, in your writing, and just the whole shebang diggity? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I think vision, it prevents shifting. So, you know, having a solid vision kind of creates this core of where you'll make these steps, this path to where everything you do is in alignment with that. And so that vision becomes the core of that. And everything that you do heads towards that vision. So it eliminates a lot of sideline things or wastes of time or, you know, just chaos, I guess, internally, externally. Um, So it's like a, a, just like a, a goal, um, it shifts in and of itself, I would say, as you grow and as you get towards it, which is, I guess, a little bit annoying. Um, but the closer you get to it, it almost seems like um, it can change a bit. Um, but it just gives you a pathway to work on how you want to be, what kind of person you want to be, just an overall goal to kind of work towards. Um, in my work, I initially didn't have a vision, so I feel like it was shifting a lot. Um, and over the over the last couple of years this has like solidified for me. Um, and as that's happened, everything's kind of grown around it. And that's where I've seen the elimination of chaos. Yeah. You know, just making sure that everything I do goes along the path of that one core thing. I stopped doing all this side shit that was causing distraction and you know, waste of time. Um, and then I get to do stuff like this, which is in alignment. Um, so it, in general, just having that vision just kind of puts you on the pathway of like, what kind of person I answers all the questions, you know? Um, and then you can work from a place of authenticity.
0: Yes. I feel like, of course, there's literally so many things that you said (laughs) that I resonated with and I'm just like, bro, that's me. (laughs) Yes. Holla. You know? And so. The conversation could go in so many different ways. Yeah. But one of the main things I really liked that you said was that it eliminated chaos. Like just how much your vision will keep you focused and you're able to discern what is and what is not for you. Um, but like you said, like w- there are times when you don't really have a vision and so you mm-hmm. shift a lot. Um, and so can you maybe share with us some of the different transformations your vision has had over the years?
1: Yeah. Um- the transformation of vision, as you know, is a quite a swing. Um, I started off in the military um, and I was, when I got out, I was writing gospel songs. Um, it was just, it was just a lack of vision, an acknowledgement of talent, but uh, no idea where to place it. And and that's something I think um, lack of vision does. It it, it can let you see yourself. And I mean, tons of people think that that's good. And, it, you know, that's good. Awareness is good enough. No, awareness is not good enough. Because without vision, you don't know where to place that shit. Like, you got all of these skills and you've, you're aware of it. That doesn't do anything if you don't know what's the pathway. What, what's the pathway to this purpose? So that's kind of what I was doing. I was just, like, flaunting skills, I guess, in in and of itself. You know, I did background singing for people where I would, you know, like, yeah, you could sing, but there's no behind it, you know? Um, And everything felt half-assed because there was no vision, so it was just a flaunt of skills. And let me tell you, once you have vision, and you, I'm sure you feel this, and you know what this is about to be, like, you, nobody can tell you shit, first of all. You can't tell me I'm not right. But I have the skill and I have vision. There's that, that passion, the unstoppable feeling you get from that. So I didn't have any of that. I was just flaunting skill. It was all half-assed because I didn't have that passion because I had no vision. So it just caused me to just do a whole bunch of random ass shit. And, and really not even doing my research before I would do it because I was just like, I'm going to write this song for these people. I got ripped off. People were screwing me over. People weren't paying me at gigs. And it was because I was just doing shit. It wasn't working out because I wasn't putting any anything into it because I was half assing it because I didn't have passion. I was flaunting skill, yeah. you know. So once I develop vision, you cannot rip me off. I know my shit. And the reason why it's because I want to be the best at what I do because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I love it because I have vision of what it's going to become, mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of it stopped all that half-stepping I was doing for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it kind of got me in some situations I'm glad I got into because I learned a lot of lessons from them so I think you have to have lack of vision for a while Um, but yeah I and
0: I'm actually gonna jump right off of where you (laughs) just left off because you know I was thinking about something else you said but literally when you said it's almost like you have to have a lack of vision for some time right Like, I think when people think about vision and they want to find out what they want to do, a lot of times people really don't know. You know, like, I've been blessed to kind of be who I am pretty much all my life, but I realize that's not a luxury, you know? But it's just like, it's a process. First you do start with awareness. And like you said, awareness is not enough, but it is the first step. Absolutely. Because once you're aware of where you have given away your power or where you have done whatever, you know, like then you can make that change. But just because the day you're ready to make a change don't mean that change about to happen. (laughs) Right. That change is a combination of daily, daily in and out work mental is and it's not work as in you got to do these job applications you got to mm. go try to meet these people no you need to sit there with your thoughts and really get to the bottom of this you really need to actually feel your emotions mm. you really need to actually face yourself and realize all of these you. you know like it's yeah. such a journey and there's so much tied into vision and really getting that because you be thinking like you be thinking something is for you, but when you don't have a vision, when you don't have a base, yes. like you really don't have a barometer to, to know what it what is and what is not for you. And so I like how you said that once you do find your vision, like from that moment on, and that's what really sustains me. Like, I I go through stuff all the time, but it really don't shake me because my vision. I, I know I'm good. I know no matter what, like I'm on the road. And so. Is there, like, one obstacle you can think about that held a lot of lessons that you feel like would be very helpful to somebody listening right now? Mm.
1: Specific. Most obstacles for me are usually internal. Okay. So, you know, should anybody, by any stretch of imagination, struggle with, um, I guess, imposter syndrome? Uh, that, That would definitely be me (laughs) that's a that's an internal obstacle for me that I currently you know I'm constantly doing things to kind of push myself outside of because it doesn't really matter for me what external accomplishments there may be um internally it's just you know I'm a girl who wants to be with her books in her room Mm -hmm. and so you know I could develop all the skills and awareness and I can have vision but sometimes that creeps in and it's like what are you doing? Why do you think you can do this? This has not been done. You know? Um so I'm pretty sure there are tons of people who feel that way and um you just still do what you're going to do. I mean, you don't not do stuff because you feel it. and that was something oh my gosh, that took me a minute cuz I would let it stop me. And um one day I was talking to my grandmother and I th- I think I was ugh, Twenty six, or um, and she said, uh, "Fear, fear is a, uh She said, "Fear is a hill, not a not a cliff." Mm. And she was like, "It can be really steep, and it can look really scary." She was like, "But it's a hill; you go over it." She was like, "You won't fall off." Yeah. And I like replay that in my head. Like, I'm not gonna die. It might be a hard climb. It might be difficult. And and fear is so necessary so that I can pay attention to what I'm doing. But I'm not going to die. So even that imposter syndrome, maybe can make you a little bit more aware of your your credentials before you go into a room. But that doesn't mean you don't belong there. Um, So overcoming that was, you know, an internal kind of like obstacle that I've had and that I still constantly have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... um, that awareness it continues i mean you hear ceos in the room with other ceos who still have imposter syndrome Mm Um, so it doesn't go away, but being aware that it's there and do it, you know, let that, that bad thing that you feel, that kind of anxiety you feel that makes you feel like I don't belong here. Let that make you do your best. Let that make you better at your job. Like, all right, I'm going to be in here with them. Let me double up, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so at least you, you know, you know, you belong to be there at the end of the day. So I think that would be an obstacle that I had with lack of vision, uh, that can really get a hold of you. It can make you feel like, you know, without even knowing where you're going Mm -hmm. and now you don't feel like you belong, Mm -hmm. those two things will stop you in your tracks. Yeah. I think of
0: course there was a lot of gems dropped in there. So everybody listening, I really hope that you are really in a place to really receive what's happening right now. Um, But something you said about fear being very necessary. Like I think we live in a culture where people want to tell you to get rid of your fear, you know, be fearless, blah, 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 but it's not realistic. Like if you're actually trying to grow and go into places that you haven't been before, yes. there's always going to be some element or sense of fear or anxiety or nervousness because that's natural, yeah. you know? And so I really like that you said using your fear to become better, you know, your fear or your imposter syndrome, using that as a motivation to become better. Like I feel, I feel like for me, fear is my best friend. You know, like I was reading this book and it was called Art and Fear And basically he said, on every side of a desire is its equally strong flip side, like it's fear. So for every desire you have, there's a fear on the other side of it, you know? But like you said, fear is a hill. You see it, you recognize it, and maybe it forces you to look at yourself and say, okay, like, why am I feeling this fear? Where is it coming from? So that you can really understand it, you know, because you're understanding yourself. Because really those fears are just the yous that are scared, you know, that wants you to stay safe, that wants you to be comfortable, that want to keep you alive, it's your survival instincts. You know, so they're not here to, to hurt you. Like you said, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. Like, because at the end of the day, it is all internal. Like, it's literally all in your head, all in your heart, all in your body. Like, fear is everywhere. But recognizing that, you can use it to make you stronger and be like, okay, I'm afraid of this, but that just shows me that, okay, but I need to go ahead mm-hmm. and start conquering this. And you know, okay. So with your fears, um, does faith or spirituality play a part in your life? And like, if so, what does that look like for you and how does it keep you going?
1: Um, that's so, that's a such a complex thing for me because, um, Faith in and of itself is always shifting for me Mm -hmm. Um, from literal situation to situation. Um, Finding kind of like a way to direct what my intention is to make sure it's the most positive situation it it can be. So Mm -hmm. any interaction I have with a person and going into it with positive intention so that I can guide whatever that karma being positive. Mm -hmm. So my faith is always shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, to kind of whoever it is I'm speaking to, whoever it is I'm putting my trust into. Mm -hmm. Um, Universally, I mean, I'm more of a spiritual person in general, like I Mm -hmm. told you. I kind of believe whatever energy we put out, we receive. Mm -hmm. So all the negative, all the, just, you know, going into a situation just with horrible intentions and expecting a positive outcome. that that i've kind of learned is um that's gonna be your your immediate kind of decider of a consequence yeah um so that's kind of what i do i try to go into each situation with the best spirit possible and the best heart and so that's you know that's what i've kind of put out to the world but in general i don't have a big spiritual concept for anybody i'm buddhist um that's what i practice um but even in that, it, it puts a lot of weight on me, yeah. um, the way that I go into situations and, and the energy that I create. And mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, saying this is kind of your fault, whatever it is you do, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, any kind of chaos, all of that, I mm-hmm. recognize my part in. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I almost, I want to go back to something you said that was like really important. and yeah. You know, that I want to make sure that somebody can really get something. When you said that your faith is always shifting, like kind of how I perceived it is faith is an active exercise. Like, you know, people say they have faith, they say they believe, but when they're put in certain situations, mm-hmm. you ain't got no faith, girl. You, yes. You yes. you you dead. You yes. you you worry. You you have no sense of direction. You have no sense of vision. Mm-hmm. You have no nothing. Yes. You know? And so faith is really like you don't need faith until you're in situations where you need faith. <laughs> like <laughs> you know And that can either be because you're in a negative situation or just because you have faith that you're going to be where you want to be in the next five years, next 10 years. Because that's a huge thing for a lot of people that gets them down is, you know, they see who they want to be and they see how far they are from that point. But it's just like if you can connect with that vision, if you can connect with that energy within yourself and know that it's in you before it ever shows up in the external world. Yes. Like, going back to when you were saying, you know, your biggest challenges, like, your internal world is literally the most important thing. Like, that's where you live. Like, everybody else, you know, everybody sees you from the outside. You see everybody else. But, like, even though we're having this conversation with each other, there's an entire conversation and experience happening on the inside of you that I will never, ever get to understand or ever see, you know? And I think because people don't take the time to actually sit down and experience that world, that's where their demons and all of the negative shit just starts dominating their life mm-hmm. because they don't know themselves and that negative energy is running them. Um, and so that's like, I feel, I feel like I can go on a really deep tangent and just <laughs> experiencing the real you. Yeah. Um, and I feel very led to just kind of ask you the experience you've had of yourself and how you envision yourself how you connect and relate to
1: yourself oh that's a deep one um it's so strange because my interior and exterior world are so opposite and it's so shocking to me um and it has been so shocking to me for a really long time until I actually sat with one one of my employees believe it or not she is um she's really really deep into Chinese astrology she's learned her whole life um she grew up in China and Um, it's so serious to her. Um, And she was like, I need to read your chart. She was like, cause something's not right. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I give her all my information. She come back and she was like, your ascending is an Aries, but your descendant is in cancer. She was like, you're completely in conflict. She was like, your exterior world is this big bubbly person, but you, you're just not that. And um, it was like the most descriptive. And it's, it's, You know, it's like that would I have to say. I mean, that experience with myself is that. I see myself as how I grew up. All my friends would do I used to go hunting shoot guns and ride four-wheelers and drive 18-wheelers and um, fix cars. And that's how I grew up in the woods on a farm. And, you know, after I leave there... Obviously, I went to fashion school and, you know, it changed my exterior. But my interior is this girl who likes to be in the woods, in a cabin, reading books. And that's literally, that's who I am. And everybody else's experience is so different. Um, And it gives me a lot of anxiety. I'm not going to lie because people are experiencing me so differently than I experience myself that I don't feel like I belong in a lot of spaces, which is the creation of this imposter syndrome. Um, and yes, I told you the awareness of myself is astonishing because I had to spend a lot of time really understanding why do I feel like I'm gonna have a panic attack just being here when I was invited, yeah. you know? And it's because honestly, the person that you know that I exist as is so different from the person that I became, mm-hmm. and. It, it just you know it creates a, a good bit of um, discord I would yeah, say so yeah. yeah I experience myself as this really kind of recluse like I said before, um, and everybody experiences me as this extrovert. Yeah, um, I like to party. We talked about this. Yes, I do. I it, but that I tell you it's so limited. You will look up. And I will not be there. Yeah. <laughs> you see me dead. Yes. Okay. And that it's such a limited. You'll be like, oh, she lit, and then she gone. Yeah. It's so short. I don't need much. Yeah. <laughs> Two twerks and I'm yeah. out. Two twerks. And <laughs> and you know, and so that's how I experience myself. I am realizing there is a discord. There's, you know. People don't experience me as that, that at all. Mm. So now I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, that duplicity. I, there has to be a harmony there. It has to be a way to exist in the middle. So that's my current struggle of figuring out how, do you, how are you going to be these two things? Because you need them both. I need them both. Yeah. You know, I do have some extroverted tendencies, but they are short. Yeah. They're small, but I can't isolate everyone I know when I'm tired of them. Mm. So I have to mm. figure that shit out. And it's so
0: crazy because I feel like I'm literally in the same space, (laughs) you know, because we've talked about like people see me as whoever they see right now. But I still identify as the chubby Drea, you know, that was playing basketball with with the guys before school started, you know, like guys are my homeboys, you know, like I'm a down to earth female, you know, I I like spending time alone. I like silence, you know, like. And so, like you said, like, I can't shut everybody out just because I want, I don't feel like hearing nobody talking, you know? <laughs> like, I have to create this space to allow people to be themselves, yes. you know, just like I want that for myself. But it does become hard. And like you said, like, I have very extroverted tendencies, you know? Like, I can go talk to anybody, like, no problem, you know? <laughs> I'm loud as hell, you know? Like, I'm me. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, like, I also have this very, like, dark, and I, I don't want to, like, say this and be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that my ascending and my descending is the same. Or, there, you know, like, it's yes. something significant. Like, I know my Mars is in Aries and my moon is in Cancer. Yes. Know, like,
1: uh, it's not. And
0: I'm a Taurus, you know? Like, and so I know that there are some yes. similarities <laughs> up in there. Um But no, I feel like this has been really, really good. I feel like there's been so much value given in this conversation. Um And so I kind of want to close with this. Is there a piece of advice or a main idea that you want somebody to take away from this conversation we've had today?
1: Um, Impermanence. Like being aware of impermanence, of all of it, of the discomfort you might feel, of the impatience you might feel, of any failures. It's also temporary. And it may be a week, it may be a year, but it's impermanent and to focus on your vision, whatever it is. So just really find value in what it is that it, you want to create. In any situation you may be encountering to get to that, realize it's impermanent. And it may feel like it's literally taking you down. I mean, there are people who literally lose their house and their car, There's, there will be a bounce back if you stay focused. Um, it's all impermanent. If you create a barrier for yourself, that's the only barrier that exists. The ones that you make and the ones that you allow to stop you, the rest of it, that too is impermanent. So just stay focused on whatever it is you want to do. No one's stopping you but you. Like if any anyone with a door and they're standing there with the bodyguard, that's your ass. <laughs> it's always you. And so just stop and realize that, you know, all of the, any of the chaos, all of that. it's all you. Every bit of it. It's you. So just figure it out what you want and then build little bricks to get there and realize that all of the stuff that happens in between, it's impermanent.
0: That spoke for itself. Shea Davis, <laughs> you dropped it on us. I'm so grateful. Can you go ahead and tell the people how to get in touch with you, where they can follow you and find you out here in these
1: streets? <laughs> Don't find me in the street, please. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but on IG, is Shay Davis, it's S-H-A Davis, um, and it's the same everywhere else.
0: I bet, y'all, it sums it up. I want to thank you again, of and peace out. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're here for our freestyle session with Miss Shay Davis. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get this beat going, and we're going to hit this. Are you going first, though?
1: Who's no, I'm going to go second. I'll follow you vibe.
0: I, I feel like you have to set this hoe though because you're actually a singer. No. so why wouldn't I make that happen?
1: Because you gonna make me comfortable with the piece I that right, I hear from your. You All know. right, y'all.
0: I'm a I'm a I'm a start us off. That's, I love it. But I want y'all to know that she's like gonna kill this. All right, so I'm just kind of like lucky scared, but it's okay. Cause I'm I don't give <laughs> yes. you don't give a fuck. Here we go. Uh-oh. I'm sitting here, sitting with Miss Shea We just had a great conversation About the vision and what role it plays How you gotta say what you really wanna say And you gotta go your way all day You gotta choose your path, gotta go all the way you can't forget where you come from You gotta remember that you're the one Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what I'm doing But I'm gonna hey. pass it over to her now mm-hmm. yeah. Hey,
1: hey, hey. Oh, no, 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 no. So grateful to be here, grateful to breathe, Grateful to give my all that I grieve Grateful to have all the things that I need Grateful for you and I'm grateful for me yeah, Hope that you listen Hope that everything we say gives you vision Hope that if you're hearing all loud our words They touch you so deeply and all that you heard Giving you all that you deserve Hope that you grow and I hope that you were. Of the things that you want Of the things that you want If you can listen to me If you get all that you need If you take time and just breathe Then the universe, it will lead you The universe, it will keep you The universe, it will guide you Take up your hand, understand Everything's go according to plan